This message is from Pastor Isiko Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. May God bless you as you listen to the Anointed Word of Life. Let's bow our heads. Father, we bless thy holy name. We worship you as we commit this service unto thy mighty hand. We give you all the glory. Let our way be done. So that your name will be glorified into their service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord is good. The message is titled Overdue Revival. And we are taking our message from the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14. Follow peace with all men. Peace is very essential. With who? With some men. I don't know what is in your Bible. Did he say with some men? Some women. But with who? Number two, and what? And holiness. Without which no man shall see the Lord. If you are not a lover of peace, and you are not a giver of peace, you have a problem with the Lord. And holiness be holy the lord is good he said without these two things no one will say the lord does your life does it impact peace on people when people see you what do they receive do they receive their vibration of peace or vibration of anxiety when Jesus Christ comes into a place, what do those people receive? When people see you, do they feel happy from a distance? When you come close by, do they feel happy seeing you, welcoming you? Or do people run away when they see you, they begin to hide? In your place of business, in your family at home, what does your life portray? Jesus Christ will enter a place and people will be happy to have him around because if it comes into arena where there is confusion they will receive peace where there is death there will be revival resurrection will take place his presence has added value to every situation if it comes into a place there must be a positive turn around does your presence add value to people around you when you come they say ah this man has come this man has come things must be well now what kind of life? What do you send out? What do you garbage out? What kind of signal do you give out? You might not have money, but your presence alone is enough to bring down tension, to give people hope. The words alone you speak is an encouragement to people, not the money you give to them. Holiness is the key. Peace. Holiness. I have fulfillment which time I speak to people abroad or people within. They come to say, man of God, when I entered here and after Castle, I had peace. That's what the loan is more than the five billion dollars you give to me. It gives me fulfillment that I'm stepping toward the footstep of my father, Jesus. That anywhere he enters, there must be peace. There must be positive to turn around. Seek you first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness is talking about holiness. 
Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. Each time he comes in contact with us, comes into our homes, he is always declaring that word, Peace unto this home. Peace unto you. My peace I give unto you. Why? Because gifts you can give to anyone on earth is the gift of peace. When people look at you and say, please, can I have peace? It means you are not adding value. It means you must change for good. It means there is something that you are doing that is denying them peace. You are supposed to be adding. You are not supposed to be removing. In the absence of peace, one is open to fear. One is open to worry. One is open to confusion. One is open to anxiety. Anxiety becomes the order of the day. And these are demonic weapons of destruction. What the enemy releases to deny us peace. He does not want us to dwell in peace because when we dwell in peace, we have someone to reason. We have someone to have a better understanding, a better knowledge of things of God. When you dwell in peace, you have someone to walk in wisdom. If you are under confusion, you will not receive from God. Dwelling in worry, God won't speak. He does not want you to have peace so that you will not have that relationship and flow with your creator, the Lord Jesus Christ. The peace of God guarantees sound mind. And I pray that the peace of God will be our portion throughout this year in Jesus' name. Amen. Holiness is what generates the fruit of the Spirit. It activates the fruit of the Spirit. Why do the Lord talk about holiness every time? Holiness is the character of Christ. If you want to know about Jesus, what is he like? Go for holiness. Go for the fruit of the Spirit. The character of Christ is rooted in love, in joy, in peace, in long-suffering, in gentleness, in goodness, in faith, in meekness, and temperance. He said, against such, there is no law. No law can hold you, can convict you for dwelling in fruit of the Spirit. No law on earth. Because that is what we need to make heaven. The fruit of the Spirit is what holiness is all about. And the word of God declares that no marine will shove kingdom or law can hold you in bondage for dwelling in holiness. They cannot hold you in captive for embracing the fruit of the Spirit. Because that is where the power is for you to overcome and live a victorious life on earth. Powers from our father's houses cannot hold us in bondage. Territorial foundational powers can never stop us from living a fulfilled life on earth and spending eternity in heaven once we embrace life of holiness which is rooted in the fruit of the spirit. So without which no one can see the Lord. Without peace of God, without holiness, no one can spend eternity in heaven. That means we must aspire to dwell in peace. We must aspire to make sure we give people added value of peace in any relationship, in any union, in any place we find ourselves. Unfortunately, the world is embracing unrighteousness. Unholiness is everywhere. Ungodliness is everywhere. 
And that is why there is spiritual darkness everywhere. The Bible declares in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. It says you are the light of the world. We can only be the light of the world through holiness. When holiness is compromised in our lives, that light disappears and darkness takes over. People can only see the light in us if we dwell in the life of holiness. And I pray that will be our portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Joseph refused to dwell in ungodliness. He paid a big price. He went to prison. But because of the life of holiness, there was a turn around his life. That when the king, Pharaoh, saw him, he said, can we see such a man in whom the spirit of God is in? Pharaoh saw the light of God in Joseph. Because Joseph refused to allow the devil quench that light in him. How do we react in the face of unfavorable situations of life? Do we succumb to the demands of the devil? Or do we accept the fact that the will of God must be done in our lives? It's a matter of choice. If you go through the Bible, you see uncountable number of people God blessed with different gifts. But they all went through trials. They went through unfavorable situations. They didn't give up. And eventually, the light of God upon their life singled them out for blessings. And I pray that the light of God upon your life will single out for the unfounding breakthrough this year in Jesus' name. Amen. The entire world needs revival. The body of Christ needs revival. Our spirit, our soul, our bodies need revival. We need spiritual reawakening if lost glory must be restored. The world is pregnant with darkness and evil. Unrighteousness is now the in thing. The truthful are crucified. Lying is now the acceptable norm. People see white and call it black. Even in the body of Christ, there is mass drove from godliness to ungodliness. Inventions of destructions and distractions unto death has been unleashed on our youths. Unfortunately, we are crying. Why wouldn't God stop the troubles? God didn't start the troubles in the first place. We started the troubles. And we want God to accept our own condition. And stop the trouble. No, God cannot stop the trouble based on our own condition. God can only stop the troubles based on his own condition. And that condition is rooted in holiness. And there is no option to holiness. It must be holiness all the way. Because God does not alter his plans. From Genesis, the world was framed through faith. From Genesis, the world continued by reason of holiness. In Genesis, God rejected unholiness. And after the book of Revelation, God is still talking about holiness. No matter what they preach, no matter what they say, 
God has no option to holiness. It is holiness all the way. He started with holiness and he has kept on saying it that he must end in what? Holiness. The Lord is always willing as a merciful father to bring us out of our self-made afflictions or self-afflicted troubles. When one look around, one will not only feel sorry for the world, but equally for ourselves. When you look around, you come across darkness upon darkness everywhere. You come across global insecurity, and the world is right now equipped with weapons of spiritual destructions that the enemy has invented and kept on planting, not only on the world, but even in the body of Christ. The world right now is gripped with the fear of the unknown. Rampaging sicknesses unto death are everywhere. Ritualists and blood testing agents, blood sucking agents, are having a few days. High level corruption are everywhere worldwide. Followed activities are happening in broader lights. Immoral life is at its peak. The degeneration of youths. And all around the generation of human beings and human value are the aim pains. People do no longer appreciate opposite sex for marriage. These days they say, mm -mm, I reject opposite sex. It must be Jack West Joseph. Josephine West Angelina. The lead and rules of the Lord are in throne of our board. Our youths are caught in high-level conspiracy of web destruction unto spiritual death. Value and love of God have eroded the world. There are global desires to imbibe and embrace worldliness. Parents are losing control of their families. Parents do no longer have time for their children. Parental control are at the zero level. Marriages are crashing out. And unnecessary marital trust are on the decline. The strength and foundations of family structures are gone. What people see before and bury their heads in shame are now the acceptable norm in our society. Open immorality are acceptable, celebrated, and congratulated. People these days watch out, pay. Gather their families. They want to find out the best girl, the best man that was able to stand. Ladies or men. And that is the person they will celebrate as the best in immorality. They could give it any name. They could give such programs any title. And children of God will go. If their subscription has expired, They'll go and revalidate it because they want to watch that immoral programs. It's not the talk of the town. Immorality is celebrated everywhere. Different countries have recognized open immorality. It's no longer a crime. It appears that global spiritual and physical corruption, financial and economical corruption, marital corruption are not the in thing. 
the Lord is saying that the need for spiritual revival cannot be overemphasized. He said, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Ever learning and not able to come to the knowledge of truth. Not able to come to the knowledge of Christ. Truth is Jesus Christ. The world is busy learning, inventing, seeking for solutions, but unable to come to the much needed knowledge that Christ is the solution. That Christ remains the only way, the truth, and the life. That Christ remains the only way of escape of all the troubles that is facing human race on earth. Issues are defined solutions globally because resolutions and agreements, unions and settlements without Christ amounts to sinking sand. What is the way forward? The way forward is going back to the drawing board. Matthew chapter 6 verse 3 declares, Seek you for the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all this shall be added unto you. Seeking for the kingdom of God. And it's what? Righteous. Hebrew 12, 47. Follow peace with all men. Without holiness. Whatever thing you do. Without righteousness. Amounts to zero. Whatever thing you do. Without holiness. Amounts to zero. Whatever thing you do. Without godliness. Amounts to zero. We must go back to the drawing board of righteousness. We must go back to the drawing board. Of godliness, the drawing board of holiness. We must go back to Christ very quickly. God cannot meet us on the realm of unholiness. He can only meet us on the altar of holiness. God is not the altar of confusion, but of peace. We must realign our ways to the path of holiness for the God of great revival to locate us. He said, those that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Our strength coming from knowing who our God is. Our victorious life on earth depends on knowing who our God is. How well do you know your God? Our knowing our God must be rooted in holiness. Must be rooted in obedience. Must be rooted in the fear of the Lord. Jesus committed his ministry into the hand of Simon Peter because Peter had an in-depth revelation of him, Christ. Judas lost out because he never had the same revelation the other disciples had. Jesus committed the preservation of his mother, Mary, onto the hands of John, the beloved, because he knew how far John would go with him. I have seen the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. Can the Lord trust you with assignments? How well can you commit heavenly assignments under your care? Elisha received double portion from his mentor, Prophet Elijah, because he had a deep revelation of his mentor. Unfortunately, same cannot be said of Geza the servant of prophet Elisha. What kind of revelation do you have about your Christ? 
what kind of understanding knowledge you have about our god the lord works for you at the level where you place him if you see him as a small god he becomes a small god to you but if you see him as an awesome god unlimited god he will do unlimited things for you your understanding of this christ our lord and savior determines what he does for you determines what you get from him and that is why we must always aspire to do things that will make us have more and more wisdom revelation understanding and knowledge of him joseph moses david in spite of trials even unto death refused to let go of their vision because they had deep revelations of the awesome nature of their God. Some of us, when we face cheap trials, we are quick to backslide. Quick trials, we are quick to go back to Egypt. The children of Israel saw the mighty miracles God used Moses to do. On the way, they murmured because of food. On the way, they murmured because of water to drink. They rose up against God. He rose up against his servant. It's still happening today. Just because God has not done what he said he would do for you, you get angry. You forgot how he took you out away from the hands of Pharaoh. Crossed you through the Red Sea. That was an impossible situation. Just because there is something he has not done, you deny him. Today, we went through how the 12 disciples and 13 apostles died. They were not talking about comfort. It was about their faith in Christ. Deny Christ and die. They said no, they will never deny Christ. Some of them were thrown from as far as 100-story building, thrown from mountains, clubbed to death, crucified upside down, whipped unto death. Spear was used on some of them unto death. They were not talking about the breakthroughs. It was about their faith in Christ. And that's why Apostle Paul said in the book of Romans, what shall separate you from the love of God? What is it that will make you fall into worldliness? What is it that will make you embrace things of the world, want to belong to things of the world? Want to do things the way the world are doing it? Don't you see that church? Don't you see? Mm-mm. When Jesus Christ came, he refused to do it the way the church of the publicans do it. He refused to do it the way the church of the Sadducees do it. The Pharisees, he refused to do it the way their church were doing it. The zealots, the Herodians, the scribes, he refused. But he followed that pattern God gave him from heaven. From time to time, he will go to consult from Abba Father. And Abba Father will direct him. These days, God has given us a pattern to follow. If you see, people want to copy the wisdom of the world. Pastors want to copy. Congregation want to copy. Bishop want to copy. Pope want to copy. Prophet want to copy. Pastor, evangelist, everybody wants to copy. Want to modify. Want to modify. You know, this one is old school. Modify what? You can never modify holiness. You can never modify righteousness. You can never modify godliness. You want to make the mistake that other churches have made. Mm-mm. 
follow what God has given you, the pattern. God gave a pattern to David about his temple. And when David was dying, David passed over that pattern to his son, Solomon. And tomorrow I want to be like the other church. I want to be like this person. Even when they are going wrong, we want to be like them. Mm-mm. You have a pattern God has called you to follow. Follow it. That pattern is a pattern of holiness. That pattern is a pattern of righteousness. That pattern is a pattern of godliness. And it has no compromise. He has not called you to come and shine in the world. He has called you to come and shine in his kingdom. Do things the way he wants you to do things. He has not called you to be a copyright. Copycat. To copy other people. Allow his pattern to flow. And you get to the promised land in Jesus name. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Their spirits stayed revived until they accomplished their assignment on earth because they knew their God. They knew their God. They knew their God. Come with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 18. I'm always thrilled when I read this scripture about Abraham. Genesis, chapter 18, from verse 16. So 19. And the men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom. And Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that in which I do? Who was saying that? The Lord. But they appeared as human beings. And Abraham entertained. How many of them? Three. God the Father, Son, and Holy. They appeared as human beings. Abraham entertained them as human beings. But he knew that we are, these people were different. Not just ordinary human. And they began to talk. Do we hide this thing from Abraham? The thing which we, which we want to do. In 18. Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. We know he's going to be great. He's going to be mighty. Because we have a covenant with him. In the book of Genesis, we have a covenant. Don't demote yourself. You're a common child of God. What is written about you is written and still stands as long as you're standing on holiness. No matter what Abraham was going through, they were still seeing that greatness in Abraham. They were still seeing that it was going to be a great nation, mighty nation. Most of us do not see what God sees in us. God still sees in us Wonderfully and fearfully made children of God. Ceases his greatness, the greatness he has planted in us. But most of us see ourselves as nobody. And we allow the devil through our mind to exchange what God has planted in us. Because what comes away is what you believe. Confession brings what? Possession. What you believe in and confess is what comes away. If you don't believe in that thing, it will not come your way. It's a scene that is going to be a great nation, a mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. We are seeing that what you say, we said about him, is still what is still moving. It's still on course. 19. For I know him. We know him for sure. That he will command his children and his household after him us after him how many of us are commanding our children does God know you how many of us 
many of us have commanded our children to go the way of the world through fashion. Commanded our children to go the way of the world through immorality. We encourage. Junior, I want to see your boyfriend. I want to see your girlfriend. You're going to bring your boyfriend girlfriend. At what age? At what age? Some people say, you know, we are social. No, we don't behave like old-fashioned people. So, we encourage them to see, we want to know their boyfriend and girlfriend. At what age? So, it becomes a license for junior to go out at any time with the one they recognize as a girlfriend or boyfriend and live any kind of life. Still in secondary school, still in primary school. How many of us are commanding our children to live the word of the Lord? They don't have time to have family get together, family fellowship. They don't have time, but they have time to watch TV. They have time for social media. Spend hours and wake up late. You allow your child to sleep until 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning. You say, you know, at one time, did you sleep up to 6 in the morning? 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, we're on our way to the stream. I went to school where we have to go to the stream to fresh water. Seven o'clock, you're already seated at the refectory for breakfast. Seven in the morning. Seven thirty. Assembly ground. For instruction of the day, moral instruction. Eight o'clock, you're in your classes. In the morning. This is what happens. A child is still sleeping. A child cannot sweep his compound, cannot wash plate, cannot even wash the clothes of his parents. No, we have dry cleaners. Yes, it's good to have the right cleaners. Give them the ones you have to give them suits and all this thing. But the other one, give it to the children to wash. There is dignity in labor. The ones that's above them, you can give it to the right cleaners. But there are ones they must learn to wash for you. Tidy up the homes. You hire laborers everywhere. The only thing remaining is for cooks to cook for them and put in their mouth. And so get married and they cannot cook pot or soup for their husbands. For I know he will command his household after me, verse 19, and they shall keep the word of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. That Abraham will do this thing made him to walk in the will of the soldier what God has promised will come to pass. We deny our children the blessings to know this Christ and we expect this Christ to bless us. He said, Abraham will teach his children because of what you teach them about us, then the blessings will come and rest upon his family. That means we must handle our children, our family very well for the activation or the eventual blessing to come. How old was Isaac when his father went to sacrifice him? How old? 117 years. At the age of 100, Isaac came forth. If Isaac was 17 by the time his father went to sacrifice him, Abraham was then 117. An old man. But the child of 17, a prince, stood, humbled his way, and allowed his father to tie his hands, tie his legs to sacrifice. He didn't play his father karat. He didn't blow his father for trying to use him for sacrifice, rituals. He believed that the God his father was serving hmm, was too faithful to fail. He was trained to the level that he believed that the God his father is serving 
was too faithful, even at the point of death, at the point of him being used for sacrifice, was too faithful to fail. Was too faithful to make mistakes. What is happening these days? Take your child to sweep the company, he will insult you. Take your child to wake up, he will insult you. Do this, he will insult you. Go out and come anyhow, he will insult you if you want to correct him. What foundation did you lay for him? What foundation? Does your children believe that God you are serving? Do they believe that God, that that God is too faithful to fail? Do they believe in that God? He cannot fail, he cannot fail. Do they believe that this God that our mother, our father is talking about, we need to serve him. We spoil them and we expect the blessing of God to come. He said, because Abraham will come on his household. That blessing. And because he commanded his household, Isaac humbly submitted himself to be sacrificed. And God said, No, because he has fulfilled that spiritual requirement. He said, In blessing, you are what? Blessed. The overall blessing was released, converted from covenant promises to covenant blessing, became permanent. Forgiving Isaac, look at that round. Isaac leaves, and your blessing had been written in heaven and stamped and sealed. Stop spoiling your children. I don't eat this. I don't eat that. I don't eat this. Then you go and buy shawarma for them. Burger. Cooking indomie. That is rubbish. Stop endangering your children. You don't understand what is happening. Because you're in Nigeria. If you go to places that you cannot even cross your gates. Due to insecurity. People are living. Hunger everywhere. People out of insecurity. For the love of Christ cannot even open their mouth for people to know where they are. They are hiding. In that aspect, you say, I will not eat this. I will not eat that. I will not eat. Hunger will kill you. Go and read the Bible. There were times people ate dogs, feces of animals. Go and read the Bible. There was no food. They begin to kill their children to eat. It's still happening today. Where there are high level persecutions. You didn't know about civil war? How people died of Kwashoka? People ate lizards, people ate rats, people ate different kinds of things. If you see lizard, four people will struggle over that lizard to eat. Lizard, one lizard, to get things. And yeah, yeah, I won't eat this. I won't die. Just pray, don't have an encounter that will make you look for pure water to drink. Come and hold a coma higher. I will say, no, you know, my children do not eat this. My children, they don't eat what? They don't eat what? You preserve and support these children as if you are their God. How old will you live? If the Lord decides to take the life of the parents, these children that we are Gibraltar, within two weeks, uncle, auntie will turn into houseboys, turn into hawkers to be selling oranges on the streets. Those children that couldn't walk on the ground before you now allow them to walk on the ground. They become hawkers on the streets. You take the blessings of hope for granted. Come and hold a coma here, they came and When I see people, the way they, they are rubbish, their children, I said, Why are they rubbishing their destiny? They call it money, wealth. No, 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 no. It's wrong. They must have the basic principles in the Lord. Come and hold a coma here, they came and Read through the Bible. Children of God went through several things. 
God gave example about Abraham. He will command his family. And we saw that in Isaac. Isaac humbled himself. Humbled himself and allowed his father to have his way. The God of his father to have his way. They didn't lose anything, but they received more from the Lord. Children, when you humble yourself and listen to your parents, listen to your father and mother, listen to your father and mother in the Lord, listen to those in authority over you in the Lord, you will surely end well in Jesus' name. The simple question this morning, can God testify about us? Can he testify about our families the same way? He testified about Abraham. I want us to understand that God will definitely hold us responsible for the ungodly penetration and the ungodly embrace of evil in our lives, in our families, in our society. Civilization that is anchored on ungodliness, rebelliousness to God, disobedience to godly foundations is simply destruction unto death and hell. We need to activate personal and corporate spiritual revival for this darkness around us and globally to clear. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob went through that period in life. Joseph, Moses, David went through same. Elijah knew his God and he was able to withstand and overcome the evil powers of King Ahab and Jezebel. The understanding of revelation of their God empowered the revival that God wrought through them in their days. First John chapter 5 verse 14 declares and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask him anything according to his will he heareth us. If we ask him anything according to his will he is always willing and faithfully in position to hear and answer us. Before we ask what is God's will for you and I, I want us to bow our heads. I want us to begin to ask the Lord that we want you to reveal yourself to us more than before. We know that holiness is your will. We know we have every reason to go back to your creator and holiness. We know that we need to go back to our creator in obedience we need to go back to him in humility we need to go back to him in fear of the lord for us to have the much needed peace and revival otherwise your peace and revival will elude us we ask for your will to be done in our lives we know you are ready to turn back your face to us we know you are ready to pour out your grace upon us once more we know you are ready to restore the lights that may have shut down in our lives and this world. We know you are ready to restore the lost glories that may stole if we are willing to meet you again on the altar of holiness. This morning, we ask for your will upon our lives to be done. We ask for you to come and have your way. We ask for you to reveal your will. Your purpose for our creation once more. We ask for dream encounters, spiritual encounters that will make us to serve you in spirit and in truth. For it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. 
No one can escape this word in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. But one can escape eternity in hell when we walk according to your directions. We know there is no mercy in heaven. There is no grace and divine help, compassion in heaven. These are blessings you are giving to us for us to make it to here on earth. We know they are only needful here on earth. They are needful provision on earth to assist us in making it to heaven for eternity. This morning we receive your unction of grace. We receive your mercy. We ask for your help to stand on faith. We ask for your compassion. As we realign our ways to your ways, we refuse to reject these heavenly provisions on earth so that heaven will not deny us the privilege of spending eternity with you. Father, come into our hearts for now is the acceptable time of revival for our spirit, our souls, true holiness. Come and take your position in our lives. Come and have your way. We repent of our shortcomings for not training our children the way we ought to train them. For embracing the things of the world. For living a life where we want to belong. We ask for your mercy. We ask for your grace. Father, come and have your way in our lives. Let your way be done. Let only your will be done for us. Let your will for their body prevail. Let your will for the world prevail. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. We thank you for listening to the Anointed Word of Life by Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. You can reach us at number 7A, Awaniye Lemo Street, Ajawo Estate, off International Airport Road, Lagos, or anointedassembly.org. For prayer and counseling, please call 070-3668-7445. May God richly bless you.